right, welcome back to another episode of the Ministry of Pod brought to you by ENN. We're doing special election coverage of the April 2022 presidential election. Today, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Sopo and HEM. Sopo, how's it going? Everything is great. I'm excited to be here. Hem, how about you? Living the dream. Living the dream, being on the pod. What could be better indeed? So my first question for you guys is, what did you think when I was like, guys, we got to do this daily podcasts until the presidential election is over? It's pretty crazy. Yeah. I think it would be crazier if you had made this decision like the day standing opened. Oh, man, there would have been a lot of no content for like <laughs> three or four days in a row. We just would have had the pod and it would have been like, no one's running. Oh, someone ran. Oh, they, they stood down. So I'm glad that we actually have a competitive election. That's one thing that I would, that, that I'm excited about is that we actually get to have an ENN flash poll. And speaking of the ENN flash poll, I say, let's just get into it because about 24 hours ago, we put out this flash poll and we're going to reveal the results live on air. All three of us got 29 responses not accepting responses anymore. 29 responses. Sopa, why don't you break down the first question for us? Okay, the very first question right out the gate. If the presidential election were held today, who would you vote for? Uh, so you've got 17.2% solid Karamia dark, 20.7% lean Karamia dark, and then you have 20.7% solid writing legends in Cluda, 24.1% lean writing legends in Cluda, with 17.2% remaining undecided. Politically active respondents of this poll are leaning writing legend. He's got a little bit more solid support and a little bit more lean support than Karimi. Does, does this surprise you? Uh, no, not entirely. I think I expected it to be a close election. And as you mentioned, the people who take polls are generally the most politically engaged. Uh, and we might expect to see that we would have not too many undecideds, uh, as well as perhaps stronger support for writing legend among those who are politically engaged. If that's, uh, that's my hunch. Hem, what do you think? Going into this, you know, a lot of Karamia's um, advantages are number one, her stellar turn as a grand admiral, and number two, just her general popularity and presence in Eurochat. So I would say I'm a little surprised that she's starting out a tiny bit behind the eight ball here. You know, I think I would have been a little less shocked, maybe I'm not shocked, but a little less surprised if, you know, the numbers are reversed and writing legend was about mm -hmm. where. Karamia is and Karamia is about where writing legend is. I think that would have been what I expected going into the poll. Um, so as it is, I'm not, you know, clutching my pearls or anything with these results. I think they're well within the spectrum of an expected result, but I am a little, I would say I am a little surprised. Yeah. I want to jump in here because something that, that you said about, you know, Karamia's maybe base of support might come from a slightly more social scene and part of that comes from you know writing legend has only been back what for six months into the region kareem is more active on euro chat more active on voice chat 
and that that population might skew Karamia. But there's only 29 responses here. The previous few presidential elections have gotten in the mid to upper 60s in terms of votes. So there's like 30 votes outstanding and writing legend is ahead. The, there's still a lot of leans. You know, we only have a, a solid, you know, almost 40% locked in. The rest are all leans. So if anything, I'm looking at this as Karami and I'm thinking, oh, you know, there's a bunch of undecideds and I'm basically running even maybe a little bit behind in terms of my support strength, but Eurochat is outstanding, right? Maybe a little bit less likely to respond to these kinds of polls. We're going to have to, it all comes down to turnout, as they say. Yeah, I mean, one thing I'd say is I think the response rate on this poll is quite good. Um, you know, and, and that's not to say that I don't think you're bringing up a valid point. Um, you know, this all, elections can be turned on their head by GeoTV and by networking and by getting people to vote. You know, you can have a poll where you kind of beat the odds a little bit. You can have a result where you totally flip it on its head because you just reach people. I do think that happens a little less with presidential elections because I think people have stronger opinions going in versus, you know, we've had some real stunning Senate elections where, you know, um, there's been a poll and the result has been totally different. I, I would say I hear your point and I think it's a good one. I think if I'm Karamia, leaving a term with a 100% approval rating and the fact I'm starting a little bit behind the starting gate after months of people, you know, imploring you to run after you post the platform and people kind of get a taste of you as the candidate, you know, you're below 50%. I, I would be concerned by that. I, I hear your point about like, listen, there's a lot of vote outstanding. A lot can happen. Karamia is probably well positioned to get some of those less active folks. I think that's very true. I would still be concerned. If I was in the Karamia war room, 100% approval rating, less than 50% of people leaning towards you right now, I, I would be concerned by this poll. So, but what do you think? I agree with him uh, to a degree, I, but I, I think my main takeaway from this poll is that this is a very competitive election, uh, and I don't think uh, that this is, you know, a huge warning sign for either candidate or uh, any either of the candidates should feel very comfortable after seeing the results of this poll. Um, I assume we'll get into the comments a little bit, but that I think sheds a little bit of light on why Karamia might be lagging behind. And I would be remiss if I didn't point out uh, that Gleg, uh, you know, maybe despite some criticism, um, is a pretty popular incumbent, uh, relatively speaking, that he is not, you know, wasn't low in the polls as the vice president uh, or anything like that. In fact, um, he was enjoying an 85% approval rating, which was up from the midterm, up 11%, uh, while CSPs actually went down uh, 11%. So he was the more popular member of the ticket, and I think uh, would also be enjoying widespread support, even if there's still you know 15% of the population that didn't approve of him. And that's something that we talked about yesterday on the pod with uh, guests Lethen and Calvin. They, they thought that the Karamia campaign was maybe built to defeat an incumbent CSP and maybe is less well positioned against a writing legend campaign. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, Karamia posted her platform 
after CSB had already stood down, but it definitely read still very much as she was running against CSP, uh, talking about, you know, bringing competition into the race uh, and things like that. And while this may not have been uh, the strategy necessarily, it did sort of feel as if she was relying on some anti-incumbency sentiment from voters to back up her campaign, which may be harder to find running against Clegg. Let's move on to our second question on the flash poll. Basically, we asked the presidential election we're held today, who would you vote for? No undecided, no leaning. You got to pick a side. We came in at 16 voters, 55% for writing legend, 13 voters, 45% for Karamia. So 16, 13 writing legend gets the edge in the flash poll. Your thoughts, HEM? Yeah, I mean, this is kind of what I was referring to when I talked about Karamia being under 50%. So, I mean, that's my uh, that's my initial thought here. And I'll keep ringing that gong of, you know, I, I think there's a lot going on here in this campaign. I think it's a wide open race. You know, this moment in a lot of ways was built for Karamia. And so for her to be behind, I think, at this stage, kind of, you know, before Gleg has even like really had time to catch up on GOTV and other things is, is not great. I, I want to be clear. I think this race is wide open, but I think it has to be a little disappointing from from the, the Karamia campaign's perspective. Sopo, do you have any thoughts on our on our coin flip election? Yeah, I agree. I mean, and maybe you thought this is more of a slam dunk if you're Karamia, although it's kind of unclear based on her platform if she's running to give competition or if she's running because she really, really wants to win or thinks that she could win uh, or is just trying to be noble opposition. But given her approval numbers, I think she was rightly seen as a really strong candidate. And so to be behind, you know, might feel a little a little bad. But again, you're you're facing a pretty popular incumbent and generally popular incumbents win. So she is still an underdog in many ways. Let's move on. A different poll that we did here, we asked respondents rate how strongly they approved of the Karamia Dark presidential platform, as well as the writing legend Sincluda presidential platform. Basically, the big takeaway here is the Karamia Dark ticket has one strong approve, nine approves. So that's a 10 out of 29 that approve of the Karamia Dark presidential ticket. Meanwhile, Writing Legend has three stronger approves and 14 approves. So this is a 17 versus a 10 approval rating advantage for Writing Legend. That to me stood out. The Writing Legend campaign dropped the platform. We waited a few hours out of courtesy to drop the flash poll. And we even included a haven't read option. And, you know, twice as many people haven't read the Writing Legend campaign as the Karamia campaign. And it just seems like from from what I'm seeing here is that the Reading Legend platform is just being received much more positively than the the Karamia uh, platform. Your thoughts, Sopo? It's pretty interesting because this means that there's at least one person, I think, that approves of Reading Legend's platform but is voting for Karamia, which is interesting. And there's one fewer person uh, who does not approve of Karamia's platform and yet is voting for her. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the Karamia approval rating on this platform is 33% essentially. It's quite modest. Yeah. I would not, I would say that among active voters, maybe people who are going to be more likely to read the platform, there's a really hefty disapproval. Like 35% of folks disapprove of the Karamia ticket, three, 10% strongly disapprove. So we have 13 folks out of 29 that disapprove of the Karamia dark ticket. That's like almost 50% here that just, I guess it's closer to 45% that just disapprove of the Karamia dark ticket. Meanwhile, there are two people, period, who disapprove of the writing legend Sinclair platform. Now, something to note here, it's early in the race for the writing legend campaign because they barely released their platform and we waited a few hours before we put this out. There's surely things in that platform that are going to be attacked by the Karamia campaign. And we could see this approval rating for the writing legend campaign go down a little bit as maybe some of the weaknesses of that platform are, are, are teased out. But that really strikes me that we're getting above 50% approval rating for the Raging Legends Included presidential platform, and we're not even hitting 50% approval for the Karamia platform. Hem, any thoughts? You know, there's a few things here. I've always talked about like the superstition around being the first candidate to post your platform. Um, and then like a few years ago, I did like the analytics behind that and it really didn't pan out, but there is like kind of an anecdotal like tradition of, you know, the person that posts the platform first kind of takes the broadsides and then, you know, someone fresh and new comes and posts like a different perspective and suddenly it's like, oh, that platform is really good. And in many ways, if you're the second person posting, you get to tailor your platform to the weaknesses of the first platform. You do get a second mover advantage. That that is true, and I think that part of this though is is reading the comments on this on these platforms to be allowed for free response. Something that's really coming through to me. It seems like there's we're going to post the comments. Don't worry, folks. But folks really seem down on splitting interior, creating the the Ministry of Recruitment, and taking a lot of the game side activities and moving it to culture. That I'm seeing time and time again in these comments is a common theme of folks really do not like that. Yeah. It's like, it's like there are these very tangible things that people can pull out of this. It's kind of like when darkness was running for president and had the whole spiel about no opinion polls. Mm-hmm. I think if I'm remembering correctly, that, in that the EDC, correct. people really latched on to that. And, you know, that was something that was became a huge part of that campaign. It was just such a tangible thing that people remember. Does that feel like an own goal to look Karamia positioned herself as the GA expert. She's got the ERN at a hundred percent approval rating right now. What is the logic politically to then say, okay, we're going to look inside and we're going to have a really controversial proposal with regard to the Ministry of Interior. I mean, I can't, I can't speak from the political perspective. Um, you know, I, I do think that there's an element of like this ticket not completely articulating its strengths and leaning into like, it, I mean, my suspicion is this was Karamia's attempt to like get ahead on this issue. Especially because mm-hmm. the administration has seen game side success, um, and Karamia is like I feel like trying to co-opt that right into her ticket of like, you know, integration is going to go to culture because you know culture is also going to you know have activities on game side. You know, just the way we've seen this term, which 
something I'm a little bit of like a critic of, frankly, but, you know, I, I think there is a logic there, but it is like, you're, you're kind of getting outside of your, your strong zone. And then one other point I just want to make really quickly here is uh, circling back to my initial assessment of, of this poll and, you know, PhD, your kind of analysis of like, well, you know, this, these 30 folks may not be Karamia's base and they may very well not, but, you know, we look at poll after poll where Karamia was like the top mentioned person running for president, you know, very similar audiences, you know, the EBC end of term executive satisfaction, you know, Karamia got more mentions as a candidate than CSP did, far more mentions of a candidate than writing legend. Something about this platform soured this constituency, right? Of the people who regularly take these polls. Um, there was a lot of excitement, a lot of eagerness, a lot of, you know, wanting Karimi to run. She's kind of always mentioned as a candidate if she wants it. And it's almost like, you know, I, I don't know exactly, um, but it's almost like stumbling out of the starting gate. And so I certainly think this is a wide open race. I think anyone could win. But I do think that, like, there might need to be a little bit of a refocus of this campaign. Because to your point, PhD, the, the, the things that people are pulling out of this are, like, the whole recruitment integration thing. Do you think that's the big thing? Because I'm also seeing some stuff on Little Fluffy. It's There's not actual plans. You know, on the other hand, some folks are saying, I like some of the ideas here. I like a lot of the ideas here. I would have been more inclined to support this ticket if the platform was currently opposing in the Oval Office one sentence. I did a kick-ass job as Grand Admiral. So it seems like throughout, it feels like this didn't help. Sopo, your thoughts? Yeah, it really does seem like the platform is a drag on Karamia's ticket. Um, just speaking anecdotally, I've talked to several people about the election, um, people who support Karamia but acknowledge that the platform was weak, and even people who were inclined to support Karamia but are now undecided because of the platform. Um, so I don't know how big of a chunk of people that is. Uh, but those people do seem to exist. I think the good sign for Karamia is that I think there are a lot of people who really like her and trust her record um, and know her well enough that they will support her anyway, uh, unless something terrible happens. And so I think she is the type of candidate who can still succeed, even if the platform is weak. And unfortunately, there's not a lot of time to do that kind of retooling that might be necessary. Uh, sometimes you can make up ground by answering questions. Um, it's anybody's guess if if her responses thus far are having that effect. But she has gotten a lot of critical questions, even on things like the Navy, uh, where she should be very well prepared. And there, it is important to note that you know, the election is still being conducted as we do these interviews, these conversations that we're having on the pod. Karami could post something right now that answers some of the questions that these folks have on the, on the poll and, you know, maybe move some folks back to approve or move some of these undecideds into the solid. So there's not to say that there's not time. Folks are campaigning behind the scenes. There's a lot happening. This is just a snapshot of the race as it stood for the last 24 hours. And we're going to move on and we're going to be covering this daily. So the election continues. There's not that much time left, but there is still time for both candidates to make pitches to, 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 to voters. Let's move on to the writing legend 
uh, platform. Because I feel like we talked a lot about the Karamia platform. My first thought is that there were a number of comments about this include a pick. Uh, we haven't had a chance to talk about that. Do you guys have any first impressions how well that is landing with folks? Sincluda may not have been the most obvious pick for Gleg. I mean, he just had a term in comms under darkness that went just really poorly, was not well received at all. But he's done a lot of groundwork in a number of different ministries since then, uh, trying to like build up his credentials. He's been working a lot in foreign affairs, super active in the watch, things like that. Uh, and I think is visible as a hard worker, you know, doing a lot behind the scenes, maybe in an ideal world, he would have had an opportunity uh, to serve in the cabinet again, successfully before being elevated to this position. And I think that would be people's main concerns. Um, but I'm actually surprised at how open minded people generally have been about this pick so far. A piece of where writing legend's story is pretty compelling, having you know listened to him declare on the pod uh, yesterday, or maybe that was the night before when you recorded it. But when I listened to him, you know, talking about needing a new generation of leadership, right? And he's got a very tangible example of that by his side in Saint Cluda. You know, everything else aside, it's 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 a compelling story. You know, and whereas I kind of don't know what Dark's place is on Karamia's ticket, besides, you know, the fact I think they get along and are friends. And I mean, Dark is a smart dude and, you know, I think a relatively talented politician. But kind of, you know, that was a pick that I feel like also didn't really do that ticket a lot of favors, both in terms of like, you know, telling the story of why you're running. And, you know, also in terms of, you know, frankly, being able to add a little bit of like, heft on a platform um you know i just i haven't seen dark super engaged in ministries or you know really in a, in a plum position to like speak really acutely about things so you know i think sincluda is useful in terms of you know i think he's also just you know an up-and-comer and, and a really talented person with a promising future in the community but i do also think like there's a real tangible there and you know as we talk about the final question here in a minute um, at least the final, like, um, non-open response question, you know, I think it's going to be evident that folks do want a certain freshness that neither candidate's offering, but the freshness seems to be a part of writing legend's core message. Whereas with Karamia, you know, the we'll do it ourselves" message, you know, just doesn't really seem like it's speaking to the moment. Karamia did clarify what they meant by we'll do it ourselves and trying to say that we're speaking for Arapea, it's doing it ourselves. I think one, one challenge, and again, I think this is what makes it so much easier to run against an incumbent is to be able to say, these are the shortcomings of what's happening. We'll do it ourselves. Like we, there's a new time for us, for me to step in and change the way that things are working. And I'm just not seeing what, what the actual argument is now for for what needs to change and why why me but at the same time maybe that's maybe the platforms aren't that important folks are locked or at least leaning comes down to can you get your folks clicking vote on election day i i think my my view people have a lot of different opinions here and one thing i want to push back on is that the platforms don't matter i think the i i i think these big events in the campaign, you know, platforms, a debate, 
they set, they help set the conventional wisdom of the race. And so, you know, I, I think they can be overcome with enough hustle, but I do think it is like, I think leaving this platforming period, there's a sense of like Karamia's platform, you know, is, is a drag, frankly, on, on her as an individual running for president. Um, and I think that is the conventional wisdom at that, at this point. And I think there shouldn't be any doubt that among a segment of the population, it's resulted in her being in a comparatively weak position. Um, so, you know, I, I, I do think that the platforms are important. I do think that the keenest point that's been brought up so far that I want to just underline is that Writing Legends platform is relatively new. And so maybe people were kind of jaded about Karamias. They're like, ah, eh, kind of fluffy. And then they go to Writing Legends and it's a little longer. It has spoilers. It seems a little bit more, you know, in depth. And people are like, oh, I love this. But maybe in two days, you know, someone's going to, a surrogate of Karamias is, or someone's going to post some, you know, point out some things in Writing Legends platform that, um, you know, change the conventional wisdom a little bit. So I do think that's a very good point, but I do think the platforms are important. Um, and I do think that it's, you know, if, if Karamia came in here with an advantage, I think it's kind of been whittled away by by the platform and some of the conventional wisdom. Around. Sipo, your thoughts? Yeah, I would agree with what him has to say. And if I were advising Karamia at this point, I would I would tell her to shore up the areas that seem weak and and maybe deliver a better rationale. And this could be a part of her debate performance too, of explaining, you know, why she is running now and what she wants to achieve. Because in a lot of ways, that does not seem clear, or at least it's not succinct. Even if substantively some of her sections are weaker, I think if she's able to build a clearer case uh, for why she is the better alternative and why she can do it better than writing legend or than has been done this past term, I think she can still win over a lot of voters with that kind of message. And it is still, we were talking about this first mover disadvantage, the second mover advantage. Karamia, not just being on the back heel because maybe the platform is weaker, just by the nature of being first, you don't get to throw as many punches when you're busy answering questions about maybe your, your platform is like, you know, 10% weaker, 5% weaker, and you're just on the defensive a little bit. But I think both candidates really are going to be looking towards this debate, like not to hype it, but there is a lot to gain and to lose for both campaigns here. Um, can Karamia, you know, articulate a clear, this is why this moment matters to Euro and why I'm the person to lead us. And vice versa, you know, Reading Legend coming in late to the campaign, um, barely barely posted his platform 24 hours ago, um, keeping the momentum going, right? So both campaigns, I think, are really going to be dialed in and trying to get a debate scheduled before the 15th. I think if I can chime in with one more thing, at the end of the day, Reading Legend is representing the status quo. And I think he's a, a friendlier messenger for the status quo compared to CSP, given their relative approval ratings. Um, and it's a pretty popular status quo. Uh, so unless you have a solid argument as to why the status quo isn't good enough and why your thing is significantly different and better, I don't think you have a strong case in this race. So I think that's what we need from what we need from Karamia. And I think Gleg is going to have to work 
to sell the status quo and to say things have gone really well um, and to actually make people believe that. I think uh, well, but with the freshness of a bottom half of the ticket, it seems like the pitch right now. So let's talk about the status quo because we did ask a final question here. Um, are you satisfied with the current field? Yes or no? And the results will shock you. 15, per 15 people, 51% said yes, but a full 48% of respondents said, no, I am not satisfied with the current field. HEM, your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, this is indicative of probably another election really dominated by veterans, right? I mean, ever since the presidency has been reestablished, you know, it's almost like an oligarchy of the old, right? Like, it's like a lot of old hands rotating in and out. And where there have been new presidents, frankly, they've been relatively old as well and just haven't been president before. You know, I think the youngest, <laughs> like, new president in this era has been Lime, which, you know, it didn't turn out very well. <laughs> um, well, we've had Peeps. Peeps was definitely the youngest, but I think he's the only example of that. I think Peeps, yep, yep, I forgot about Peeps. But yes, Peeps is pretty much the only example of that. And so I think that's a piece of this, right, is there's a sense of, like, you know, I, I think I'm, we're glad that there's a competitive election. You know, Karamia hasn't been in the big chair for a while. Frankly, writing legend hasn't either. You know, so I think there is some freshness of ideas. But both of these people have been president before. Um, and, you know, in, in Karamia's case, Dark has been around the region for you know some time now. He's really not a fresh face at this point, although I guess compared to like, the old sods that we've had in office, he would be super young. Um, so I think that's a big part of it is like, I think people would love there to be another ticket in the race that's just represents the next generation. Um, and so I, I do think that's, you know, as I mentioned before, where Sinclude is probably doing writing legend a bit of a favor too, is, you know, at least providing like a glimpse of that on, on the ticket. Sopo, do you think that the bottom half of the ticket is what's is what's maybe causing the ties to go to writing legend right now? Because I, what I really wish is that we had asked an open response for why you are or aren't satisfied with the current field. You ever kick yourself when you make a poll, you look at the results, you're like, oh my God, I expected everyone to say yes. I want to know why people are not satisfied. Yeah, I mean, because it could be any reason, right? Everyone could have their own unique reason as to why they're not satisfied. Um, and I think Hem provides a pretty good guess as to why many people might not be satisfied. When it comes to, to the bottom of the ticket, I don't want to say that it's a wash necessarily. I mean, Sincluda is definitely newer than Dark. Um, Dark has been around longer. Um, but, you know, he's been the Senate Speaker. He is the Chief Justice. Um, he had a brief presidential run of his own a while ago that he had to back out from. Um, so he's a little bit older, as him also mentioned, but he's not been president before. <clears throat> um, so I don't know that they're, I don't know. I see anybody who joined since like 2014 as being super new and exciting and young. Uh, so I'm probably not the best person to be commenting on this, but 
Yes, Includa is relatively fresher and maybe is more of a rising star. But in terms of the top executive job, neither of them have held it. Um, so, you know, maybe maybe Writing Legend is doing a better job selling the bottom half of his ticket and the rationale for including him, and that could be part of it. Um, my first instinct when I saw this number was that people who were looking for an alternative to the incumbent may not be happy with the one they've been given, or that people who liked the incumbent aren't satisfied with the re-election platform. Um, I think those are both certainly possibilities. The folks who didn't want CSP to win were draft Karamia, draft Karamia in all of the pre-election polls. So to me, I just can't see how Karamia stands and then you're dissatisfied. I, I don't see the Well, no maybe votes. if you see the platform. I don't, know, I don't know if the platform's that bad. It seems like there are a number of people who are unhappy with the platform and maybe they're still happy enough with Karamia. But they're sort of like, well, maybe if somebody else ran, it would be better. I don't know. Uh, there are a lot of possible reads for this. And, and I agree. Yeah, you should have made a better poll with a free <laughs> response. But what can we do now? I should have made a better poll. This is the Ministry of Pod. You're a co-host. You are equally responsible. Yeah, but I've appeared on so few of these episodes. <laughs> you said it, not me. <laughs> do we have any final thoughts before we close for the day? Because that was the last question on the flash poll. It's been a pleasure to sort of break down the state of the race. I don't know if we know exactly what's happening, but we're sort of stumbling in the dark. You know, you're in an escape room, the lights are out, the clock is ticking, it's a bad first date, you don't you don't know where the walls are. You see where I'm going with this? Somehow ever every time I talk to Ph Dre, like the conversation goes to like being like a first date. Um, and that's the comparison he reaches. In a dark for. room where you can't find the walls. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in a dark room, first date. What kind of first dates are you going on, man? Blind dates. Oh my god. <laughs> I I I would sum it up with a few things. I think just, you know, reiterating like my takeaways here is that, you know, I do think the platform is a bit of a drag on Karimia. I do think that it's a little bit of a bummer for her camp probably to be in this position given, you know, so much public polling that wanting wanted her to run and the momentum heading into this. I do think in terms of like, insofar as I have like feedback or advice, you know, I would say that, you know, her platform really doesn't go much into the story of her career or her tenure or why she wants to run. I do think there were some later posts that explain it a little bit, but it's just so interesting. I mean, dark has a whole section. It's like dark section. I thought the dark section was really good. I thought it was fine, right? And I think that what that's what I think Karimi is missing that. I think like she had a like a few sentences up top that's like, well, let's make this interesting. Let me throw my hat in the ring. I want a competitive race, and I think that's great. And maybe that's really all she wants to do. And you know, that's I mean, props to her for for doing that. Definitely, but you probably also should not edit that out in my mind when you're not the only person when when you are the only person <laughs> in the race anymore. To be fair, but you know, I mean, I just, I just think my big takeaway is like, I think that space would be better served for a little bit more of like her story, right? Like she's been a great grand admiral. Like she's stepped up in some really key moments in our history and I don't really get any of that. And that usually that kind of story feeds into why you're running. 
Um, I think writing legend has a little bit more of that story. So to push back a little bit, to push back a little bit, one thing that I've noticed here is that both candidates were pretty vague in some really key foreign affairs moments because we've been talking a lot. The polls are showing citizens really want to know what we're going to be doing in foreign affairs. And yet both candidates were sort of dancing around this issue, sort of like a first date, if you will, um, dancing around this issue and unwilling to sort of be so upfront and explicit about what their intentions were and, you know, not even really naming any region in particular or any issue in particular within foreign affairs. Um, do you think that that's been challenging Karamia? Because to me, a lot of the ERN success has been with regards to specific you know, holds we've done, piles we've done, liberation attempts we've done. But the more that you talk about that, the more it centralizes certain topics in Arab in Arabia right now that perhaps the campaigns are happy to not be the center of attention. Yeah, I mean, and I'll pass along the SOPO here for closing thoughts in a minute. I mean, I, I, I think that like Karamia's strength is also like, is networking, is building, is doing. Right. And so insofar as like we have all these questions about foreign policy, like they're asking for really specific details. Like, you know, Crimea's thing has never been like long form articles going into like, you know, the nitty gritty on on some topic, you know. And so I think that's always going to be a little bit of like her. I mean, it's a weak spot for everyone. Right. But I think especially for her, like that's just not what she does. You know, that's just not her thing. She's out there doing, she's talking to people, she's building consensus, she's getting people excited. And that's why I think she should put more of her story into her platform to put some pressure off, to take some pressure off of the policy, right? Like, why, why are you doing this? Like, what do, where do you see your appear going for like the next, you know, 70 days? Like, what is the point of running for this besides just throwing your hat in the ring and having a good old time? Like, I think you can take some pressure off policy by making it personal and interesting and giving a why behind everything. So, I mean, I, I think some of the foreign policy stuff is going to be hard for anyone because it's a transition period. And, you know, folks who are in the know can only tip their hands so much in terms of like, you know, what regions are we going to be talking to? What regions are we backing away from? You know, you can't very well make a platform post being like, I plan on distancing ourselves from greater Sopo Shire next term. Um, you know, that would not be well received or beneficial. Um, I hate that region. I'm voting for <laughs> but it. But I do think that, that Karami in particular can take some pressure off some of that by going into a little bit more of the why. The why of running. Because right now I just, I really don't know. Um, so yeah, I, that's where I'll, I'll leave my thoughts. And and to be clear, Karamia has a really compelling story. I mean, 100% approval as Grand Admiral. She was chosen as sort of a left field candidate for that job by CSP. And she really knocked it out of the park. I mean, it's really hard to undersell her achievements this past term. The ERN has been just so incredibly active. Sailors have developed new skills. We've been a part of some really impressive operations. And this is all stuff that Karamia should be, or, you know, people who support Karamia should be shouting from the rooftops. Like, look, I took, I came into this thing that I didn't have 100% expertise in, and it was a slam dunk. And that's what I can do for the presidency. Uh, I mean, that's pretty much, to me, that is the story. That should be the story. 
um, that I can basically take on any task and I can do it really, really well. Um, that's what I see as Karamia's strength because she is a doer. She's not a wonk. Um, and, and like Hem said, I think she should spend the next couple of days really hammering home that those kinds of points. All right, guys, thank you both so much for being on the ministry of pod HEM SOPO. It's always a pleasure. And this was a really fun one where we got to break down the ENN flash poll exclusively on the ministry of pod. Thank you guys. Yeah, just please cut out the part where I did the addition wrong. Thank you, PHA. Unlike a first date, I had a really good time and I didn't climb out the window of the bathroom. Have you done that on a first date before? No, I don't. I wouldn't fit out the window. <laughs>